You can't hear me tweaking my nipple when we're like waiting, right? Oh, it sounds. Oh, it does. Apparently, yeah. I'm part clown in the chest. <laughs> well, your buddy is a clown car. Uh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> body is a clown car. The worst tattoo to take. To... <laughs> so many implications. Yeah. Oh, isn't yeah. that the? Uh, isn't that the? Uh, your body is, is a, a clown, clown car. car. That is the worst. Like a uh, love song. Like, <laughs> pro- like what's the? What's your prom song? Oh, so My body people... is the clown car. <laughs> inside it? Wait, exactly. what is the implication here? Exactly! My body is a clown car. <laughs> 20 and counting. Maybe. <laughs> it's the uh, the theme song of what? The uh, the, the quiver folks. The quiver? What? Uh, 19 kids and counting. Yeah, yeah. that's that, that was going to be my, uh, oh, okay. my question. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in to Fandible.com live role-playing podcast for another Geeky Topics Roundtable discussion. Woo! Ooh. I'll cheer myself. <laughs> Spooktacular edition. Ooh. I'm joined today by Jesus. Hola. Billy. Yo. Angela. Hello. In the spirit of Daniel. Hola. From the spirit world. <laughs> I actually wish we had like the, the boot up sound from a Windows machine. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just put that in right here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or like, I guess if it was like the spirit of Daniel, it would just be the sound of a text message being received. I, th- I think you bring up the sound of screens through a microphone, can't you? Just yeah, or like a Tamagotchi. No. Right. Um, right. So uh, yeah, so we are sans one young Daniel today, who actually has social obligations. Of the really awesome kind, mm-hmm. so he decided not to cram himself into a room with the the four of us. Um, so Daniel, if you're listening, listening, fuck you. Um, but yeah, so it is my favorite time of the year. It is Halloween. It is the week revving up to Halloween. We have seven days as of this recording. What? I assume that everyone has their costumes on under their clothes right now. Yes. I'll, when I buy it, I'll eventually have it. So yes. You should really do that soon because yeah, because they will ratchet up those prices. And this is the one time of year where I have zero sympathy for people getting <laughs> soaked for uh, for for prices. No, that's fair. Like, that's fair. Well, it's that's not fair. so much prices that jump up. It's it feels like it because there's less uh, product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like they don't restock those stores very often once October hits. It's like, nope, you had your chance to buy your sexy Mario costume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Sorry, Jesus, you can't be sexy Mario this year. I guess I'll go with Luigi this time again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No one can judge me but God. <laughs> How do I turn you down, new phone? That's so awful. What are you looking for? Um, got my bag. Oh, goodness. There is no way you're going to be able to do that entire interview of this thing. Mm-hmm. It'll be covering your face so bad. I'm, gonna do it. I'm so yeah. glad that you're doing this after we've done our sound check. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, la- ladies and gentlemen, I uh, I forgot that I had actually prepared for this geeky topic. I don't think this discussion. is a good idea. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's oh god, this is really tight. You know what? Let's roll with it. Uh, let's yeah. roll with it. I think it's going to be muffled. I think you're going to. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Okay. That is even more horrifying. How's that smart guy? <laughs> yeah. And if you want to take a photo of this and tweet it <laughs> to our is, listeners, this is you happening. look a little bit like a dead wash from from Firefly. From like, fi- yeah. so, I look, so I look like wash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, assholes. Yeah. You, you look like if someone dug up wash from Firefly, and this is what you would look like. Like 
Yeah. This has a vice. Okay, so listeners, I am wearing a Frankenstein mask that I got for all of $1.49 at a store. That's uh, actually pretty good. Mark. I am really paying for it in a different way, though. <laughs> uh, this vice-like grip on my skull, uh, I feel like it's trying to exercise demons from like a Roman-era doctor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if we just squeeze the humors out of your skull. Yep. Um, Listeners, if you check Fandible's Twitter feed from Saturday, you will see a lovely slash terrifying picture. Oh, yeah. So I must look like uh, like a bootleg leather face. <laughs> uh, I couldn't find any I couldn't find any drifters to skin, so I just got this mask. Okay. Um, is that so, why you're chasing me with scissors? <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, it is uh, uh, I digress. It is uh, coming up to Halloween, um, and so I wanted to bring some Halloween questions to the table. Uh, and the first one that jumped out at me was: uh, we're all we're all uh, animal lovers. Um, some more than others. Hey, Zeus, I believe those warrants are still out for you in that state. The fun. <laughs> Me. Can't ever go back to Wisconsin. <laughs> my mother is not. My mama ain't in a llama. <laughs> it's, a, it's a storybook. Is your mother, is your mama a llama? Is that it? Yeah. Is your mama a llama? That sounds also is it, is like. Is this for children? Yeah, of course it's for children, <laughs> hey, Zeus. I'm just, you know, just checking. What are what kind Hold of crazy on. ass but, magazines but, are you reading? You slap the human centipede, the words the human centipede on a children's book, and you'd be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. I don't like, know. Like, like what? What nefarious thing could you possibly gather from that? Yeah. Uh, the human centipede. I could, I I get a very dark picture. Just maybe. Oh if, yeah. Is yeah. it the film? Maybe the. the yeah. I think it's the film. I think if it, if the film never came out and it was actually a. Uh, and it was first. Well, let's let's, let's come up with an. Uh, no, no. Honestly, uh, how I, about this? Uh, the the very hungry human caterpillar. That's uh, that's kind of scary. Oh, still, okay, yeah. Even if it was just like the very hungry human, that still has like some really dark implications towards <laughs> yeah. McDonald's practice. <laughs> yeah. What if it's just like the Berenstein Bear, but written in a text that makes it sound like look like an H.P. Lovecraft title? Ooh, I like yeah, that. exactly. Just and like the illustration is just like a shadow cast on some old church wall during a thunderstorm or something. And is Berenstein going to be spelled incorrectly? Uh, it can't be Jewish if it's if it's well, HP. No, have you guys have you guys heard this this conspiracy theory? Yes, the, what's it got rewritten? Yeah, so a pneumatic, <laughs> it's like a pneumatic something. Yeah, go on. yeah. So uh, there's a generation people that are our age and older remember Berenstein Bears being spelled one way, and in reality, quote unquote. It's spelled like entirely differently. It's like Berenstain versus Berenstein. Yeah, is that, there a reason for this? No, because but, allegedly it's always been written Berenstein, uh-huh. but we don't remember it that way. Yeah, that's when they changed something in the Matrix. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, Matrix is totally, totally fucked with us. Makes yep. perfect sense. That or Fringe Alternate Universe. Oh yeah, it's mm. where we split off. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, the thing that uh, I like most about horror f- uh, films is the different way that they can pull at your heartstrings uh or your your fear tendrils uh and something that occurred to me is that have you guys heard about that uh website like the dog dies mm-hmm. um and it's or does the dog die? does the dog die yeah and it's a it's uh for those of you who don't know it's a uh internet database of movies that give you a yes or no of whether or not the dog or animal can oh right they, they were the one that told me that it was safe to see marley and me and <laughs> <laughs> That and Old Yeller, they were both... Uh, oh, I, I, yeah. oh, no, that's the dog tries. Yeah, he tries. <laughs> oh. he, almost got, he almost killed him. He almost killed him, but no, they, yep. they brought him down. Yep, and, that, and on, on the dog tries, uh, there's a picture of like a baby dash hound. 
And its eyes just follow your cursor with the <laughs> yep. saddest look. Ever. And there's a button there that you press and you get a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, so animals dying for some reason. I think this is an effect of the internet uh, because we can coalesce into these communities instantaneously. Uh, that I, I believe that there's more outcry and concern about animal companions dying in horror films than there are about the body count of actual humans. Um, and, I, and I say that because I know for a fact I've heard more people talk about how traumatized they were. Spoilers. Uh, spoilers for um, I Am for Legend. I Am Legend. I yeah. knew this was the yep. example. Yeah, yep. exactly. More people were fucked up about the dog dying in I Am Legend than like any other film I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> seeing his, parent, uh, his family get into a helicopter which immediately explodes. That was less impactful than seeing a dog die. Yeah. yeah no. Well, I it think was. there are... There, well, yes. I'm not arguing with that, but I would say uh, that... Impactful. I see what you're doing. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, there are reasons for it in that film because it's not just, oh, the dog died. He had to kill his dog. Mm-hmm. Well, he uh, technically, had, he, he had a hand in killing his kid, too. <laughs> take my seat in the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have to watch his face. I know. Face. Yeah. I know. Oh, God. Yeah, no, no. Here, here's the thing I, Will I would Smith say. Will Smith deserved all the acting awards yeah. just for those, like, two minutes. I had a not the And then he lost them all for the rest of the film. <laughs> oh, here's my thing about animals dying, you know. I mean, I would say. <laughs> no, please, take a stand. Yeah. yeah. They deserve it, guys. <laughs> I would say this. Like, okay. I think. It's very easy to feel bad when an animal dies because a lot of us, uh, it's, we view them all as just like one, like, oh, an animal dies, absolutely. But I don't think anybody lost any tears when Cujo b- bought it in mm-hmm. Cujo or if, when Bruce got eaten in, well, exploded in Jaws. Like, we are fine with animal dying, but the most of the time that we feel bad about animals dying in film is because animals aren't really dicks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Aside from Cujo and... and yeah, Bruce. I mean, when we see an animal who's more, like, annoying or, like, attacky, it's, it's fine when they die. But the majority of our pets, we all have a pet. And they might be annoying sometimes, gopher. But <laughs> they're still great and they're still, in a way, innocent. It's the same reason why I don't like watching male films when, like, someone who is innocent dies. Not well. I'm fine with watching films when someone innocent dies. I feel bad for them because it's like, oh, dude, you didn't really deserve this. And I think that's what we like about horror films: is oh, we don't want people to die, but sometimes that fucking pot smoker who wasn't watching that kid and he's dead now, and yep. the guy is still smoking pot and having sex and listening to rock and roll, motherfucker, <laughs> yep. 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 hippie. <laughs> Another thing you also have to realize in a lot of these horror, well, there's a lot of horror films and there's a lot of bad actors in those horror films where you just don't feel anything for them. Yeah. You just want them murdered. Yeah, I've mean, never yeah. looked at a dog in a film that says, like, you know, I just really wasn't, uh, I really didn't believe <laughs> that, he, that he wanted that bone. Yeah. Yeah. See, the thing with me, though, is uh, I think part of it is, a big part of it is because we feel responsible for animals because we are literally the deciding factor in an animal's life. We are a deciding factor of life or death and everything in between for many of our animal companions. And so I think there's a there's a resonance there because they are... Unlike children who will eventually grow up to be those dickbag adults, um, like animals are always going to remain animals. They're always going to remain our, our responsibility and they have no recourse for horror. The, the thing about like humans is like, yes, humans in a horror film are innocent, but they have some semblance of recourse. You know, they, they, they can utilize their intelligence and their abilities 
to try to fight back or protect themselves. Animals just be animals. Um, well, and often you have the the noble animal, the animal that doesn't recognize that the situation is hopeless, so mm-hmm. it wants to do what its instincts say, and that's protect my person. Yep. Even when, like, if a, a rational human being was in that situation, it's like, nope, situation's hopeless. I'm I'm out. Yep. The dog doesn't have that that reasoning ability, so it just goes in full-hearted trying to save the day and it can't because the nothing is trying to eat it i mean that's that's also a good point i mean people (laughs) well i mean like people give up and people lose hope and i'm not saying animals can't give up and lose hope especially in some of those horror stories i hear but (laughs) but animals kind of they're low maintenance really i mean you know if they they like being fed like filet mignon every night but hell who wouldn't (laughs) but as long as you're feeding them something every night like regardless if you live in a mcmansion or like barely getting by an animal will look at you and everybody can really kind of just feel this i say an animal that you like you know take care of regardless of how well you're doing like financially or socially or stuff like that that animal looks at you at you as if you are the greatest person ever created so when you see that di- something like that like uh, die on screen there's a lot of people say like they they can really connect like no i love i love my pets uh, thus seeing a pet die really sucks whereas with characters you actually have to have a little bit of personality like oh that gothic kid i'm a gothic kid i feel bad that he died or he's into art i'm into art or there's different people who can feel different types of sympathy Mm -hmm. but for animals i think it's just a lot easier because uh, like i said i there are very rare instances where a pet does i don't feel like i'm awesome in front of like a dog like a dog if i uh like a a dick dog sure but like if i ever like every time i had a pet dog it was always just like i walk in the door and the first reaction unlike my cat who looks at me like it's like where the fuck (laughs) (laughs) like i walk in and the dog says oh my god are you Billy from Phantom? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, buddy. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally, I totally uh, agree. I think for me, what what made me realize I was at I was a very uh, at a very young age, and I watched the remake of The Blob, the 1980s oh, version, yeah. and that was the first. It's actually instance. a really good remake. It is yeah, a like really it. good remake. But it's also the first instance where I saw a kid die on screen. Oh yeah, he That's did. That was surprising. Like an animal. He <laughs> he dies poorly. Yeah, I had a well. nightmare about that. Oh actually, yeah, the, the, like, the blob like that. grabs yeah. him and like he yeah, just like dissolves, and you're yeah. like, oh, no, no, and then he just jumps up and just starts screaming yep. towards. Oh, yep, yep, yeah. yep, 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 yep. Uh, great, feel good movie of the summer. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I like it when movies um, breach those boundaries, those taboos. You know, um, I hate it when I watch a horror film and just miraculously, the kid is always the number one concern. No. Hey guys, we can make more of them. Like, <laughs> and it's super fun. <laughs> so, um, uh, some people would beg to differ yeah. there. What making kids isn't fun? Wait, uh, carrying the kids. <laughs> I'd say. Oh, whoa, no, I did not say that. That's like buying groceries is fun. <laughs> Bringing them to the car is not. <laughs> um, oh, what's but, that film? Like, I, there was a really great film where it starts off and it introduces all the characters. I think they're they're just like these these like eight people. They're trapped in a shitty desert bar, and then someone runs in and says like. Holy fuck, something's trying to eat me, and there's monsters that, ter- like, tries to get in for, like, an hour and a half. It's fucking amazing. Are you talking about The Mist? 
I think it might be called like the hunger or uh, is that the one with the, the heat? Like the guy who's explained everything dies in the first five. Yes, minutes. yes. he runs in. He's like, guys, and what does it? Which really does it gives everybody a trope. Like they, you know, it says like you know the guy delivering the the beer. He walks in. And he's like, hey guys, and then it freezes and it says like the fool. And it, oh, they, they, and at one point, like afterwards, like they hear like a car crash. And then they, someone comes in with a shotgun and he turns around and it, says, it freezes and it says the hero. And it gives his skills and he's like, guys, something. It took my wife out the window the car crashed it took my daughter we need to stick together to survive and then he gets, and then he gets pulled out the uh, uh, the window <laughs> and then suddenly uh, his shotgun lands and his wife's standing there yeah. and she cocks it and fires and she's like I wasn't dead and <laughs> she turns around and then it freezes again and it says okay the real kid <laughs> that's amazing but in that one like they had a kid and it says the kid and it gives it skills and stuff like that in like two fucking minutes he was in a fucking monster's mouth and that was great oh, now wow. I have to watch okay. this movie. oh I'll try to find it was it's it Feast? It's Feast! It okay. is so... It's a great form. Fan of a movie night, guys. Oh, right? fuck yeah. Um, so, uh, so, so, yeah, I like movies like that. I like the, the blob. Though, there's a scene in the blob, and I remember this, where a cat gets eaten. Because a cat is like clawing, like the blob's coming out from underneath the, the, the doorway, and a cat is like moving around, like pacing back and forth, freaking out, and then there's the sound of like, and you see the cat get dragged uh, off screen. From that moment, I knew I was fine with kids dying in a horror film, <laughs> but Fluffles is off limits. Like, and be, for me, that's because, like, I can, and you guys know this, like, this is pretty much the first thing I bring up when people, when I meet people, is I cannot stand children in horror movies. If you're going to have a kid be on a, be in a film, a pivotal role in a film, put them on the poster so I know not to give you my money. Wow. Um, and I really? just, I can't, dude. 28 weeks later what the fuck ever like the scene I, I but you could, hated that. I hated that but it was poorly written and, and uh, poorly acted by and, the kids well part. the kids were fine yeah. it's just what can you do I mean I, I've seen some really good horror films where the kid has been part of it or series like people always brought up The Walking Dead like I hate that they have a baby it's like no it's great because it's really fucking difficult the now. baby is not the problem with The Walking Dead <laughs> yeah no, exactly but I don't mind a kid being I, I, I think it's, it could be really a, a solid film I mean I really enjoyed Cooties that horror like, <laughs> the zombie horror movie called Cooties was hilarious but then there's okay so you've got following my my rule of being on the poster Insidious Paranormal Activity 2 and 3 like those feature the kids on the cover so I'm like oh okay I know what I'm getting into I watched Insidious I was like hey this was actually pretty good. Um, Sinister, have you seen that? I did. I didn't like Sinister for the same reason for kids. I did not really? like the kids. I, I thought they were pretty good. The Sinister Two was I just I heard awful. The, I, I thought the, the the husband, the father, was just so thick. <laughs> it was just so. I was like, it's like it's the kids, you fucking idiot. It's the have you? That's the thing. You know that 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 annoying moment where you have to buy into you're watching a bunch of people in a zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. film who have never seen a zombie, and you have to buy like, okay, it's yet another world where there's no zombie. With 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 parents and children, like seventy five percent of the time, you have to buy into this idea that they've never seen or read a horror story ever. Like they've never ever, they have no ability to like to 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 parse together the information. Like, so isn't Sinister the one where they did get out of the fucking haunted house? Yeah, I'm, that's the thing about Sinister. They they, I think he understands. Like, yeah, the kids are the one killing them. Um, and that shit was going down and shit was getting weird. I actually gave him props for like the idea of like, no, they got out of fucking dodge. Mm-hmm. And then that was like, no, that was the, ca- that's yeah, the catalyst. Yeah, because they hadn't quite 
figured out the they, catch. They didn't of, figure out the like the catch, which I don't spoiler alert. The idea is you'll be haunted in the moment you leave, mm-hmm. then the kid will be triggered by this thing. Uh, that's right. That's and true. I thought that was actually clever because I was giving it props when the guy's just like, uh, okay, everybody get in the car and they just take off and the uh, and the cops like, hey, where the fuck are you going? And he's like, I'm leaving. And they're like, what about your stuff? It's like, we will hire people to <laughs> yeah. take off. Yeah, that that great. Like, that yeah. We will get people. I will hire bums to pick up my shit <laughs> and bring it home because I am never going back to this fucking town. And the guy's like, great. I, and then I, I, so I thought it was clever. I th- I actually liked the kids in that one. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to disagree with you I on that. I feel like the, the best child actors that I saw recently uh, was The Conjuring, which is one of the best yeah. horror yes. movies. Conjuring's amazing. Yeah. That movie was so good. And that was such a sleeper hit because I, because I, I watched it, whatever, it got a decent rating. I'll watch anything with ghosts and shit in it. And I just watched this and I was blown away by how on point everyone in that film was. Mm-hmm. Um, and how tight the, how tight the, uh, the, the shots were and like, uh, the environments that they shot in. And it was just like, I don't, like, whoever put the film together, they're like, no, we have, like, nine actors, period, end of story. That is how we're going to tell our story. Yeah. Uh, and, like, those are going to be the reoccurring characters, no side characters ever. Um, so, but to get back to animals, <laughs> to get back to animals, which, David, are you, are you, uh, saying that children are animals? No, I'm saying I love animals. So, <laughs> um, what in, uh, in your memory, what instance most affected you with an animal death? In, and no, you cannot say all dogs go to heaven because we were all aroused uh, by that film. Mm. Um, I'll be honest. I don't give a shit when cats die. <laughs> like, in real life, sure. But, like, in a movie when a cat dies, it's usually because the cat was just fucking putting its nose in a place where mm-hmm. it shouldn't have been. <laughs> it, it was... But when a dog dies in a film, I always feel like the dog just didn't know any better. Yeah, like, yeah, the dog it, tried. The it, dog it, tried it, it, The dog always dies because either loyalty, he does something loyal... He doesn't know any better, but God, he just looks so, he just wants a friend, or he's just too trusting. And that's always what gets me. So I, sadly, I'm going to have to go with, um, I, I Am Legend. The only thing I liked about mm-hmm. I Am Legend was I thought the dog bit was really a strong scene. And that's one I don't want them to ever take out. I think that's the only part of that film that shows me that Will Smith really connected. Everything else about that film was such a horrible uh, disappointment. Will Smith had better chemistry with the dog than the female. Yeah. I really liked uh, that scene. I thought it was beautiful. So I think the last time I would say uh, in a horror film when a dog died or an animal died, I think it was uh, for me the, yeah, I Am Legend was the last one. The only, there have only actually been two instances where an animal's death affected me. That was I Am Legend where Mm -hmm. I might have cried one manly tear mm-hmm. and the first time when i was a kid when i fu- saw old yellow for the first time where they shot yet yeah, when they shot that dog at the end by the way spoiler alert <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah um yeah don't tell us how titanic is <laughs> <laughs> they did shot that dog dog at the end i i as a kid i understood why they had to do it because i understood kind of what rabies was but i was like couldn't you like find a cure for it or something well, you have to in saturday morning it. cartoons that's what they did they're like oh it's, it's uncurable but wait, never mind. He likes almonds. That's what that. Yeah, was exactly. So when I saw the movie, like, oh, they're gonna find. No, they're gonna. Nope. 
And they're gonna make the kid do it. Oh, that's that's fucking horrifying. I don't think they made the kid. No, I think they, they, they no, no, the, they kid, make the kid. No, they were gonna shoot him, and the kid says, "No, I need to do." Oh, it. right, yeah. yes. If they made the kid shoot, yeah. I don't think it would be the it's your dog classic. and your responsibility. Yeah, this is, it was a, a metaphor for growing yeah. up. Yeah, you're right. But you're right. I also, Old Yeller uh, is horrifying, but it is not actually a horror film. Well, I know it's not a horror film. The question was horror film. Hey, well, you'll shut up. Let's <laughs> well, let's think of some horror films that uh, had animals in it. Hmm. So. I Am Legend. Well, yeah, I Am Legend is the only one that I can think of. I I have one. I have an answer to this. And it's not for the emotion invoked that you might assume. Mm -hmm. In the movie The Ring, the American make of Mm -hmm. Ringu, uh, there's a scene on a ferry where a horse looks at the protagonist, freaks out. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even get to this sentence. (laughs) He freaks out and jumps off of the boat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, this is definitely the scene that most affected David on an emotional level. It's it's it on the fucking way down. So that fucking horse died, concussed, and fucking like probably wondering how to read horse anymore. It just like fucking falls in the water. And this is supposed to be this horrifying moment. <laughs> I laughed so hard in the theater sitting next to my sister. <laughs> I like was crying laughing because it was so ridiculous. Like I give two fucks about that walking glue factory. I've never met that horse before in my life. And like, and the fact that it they it's an animated horse, right? Obviously, because we're not going to throw a horse down an actual fall. Yeah, this is not the eighties. Exactly. So it was like poor CGI horse. We're talking kind about kind of, but it wasn't that, that bad. It no, was... it wasn't that, but it was just that the thud and the fact that the horse hit its head like a wily e. coyote cut cartoon. Did it sound like a hark hark as he hit the floor head? No, or it was like a <laughs> and I was like, that was a choice. That was a choice. Like they probably had a different version where he just fell in the water and then went into the turbines and shit. And the director was like. No, there has to be. <laughs> like, no, I fucking hate that horse. I want that horse to suffer. I want him to. I want him to fall on a box of tacks yep. that someone's put on the ground. God, you are a monster. I, I thought it was a good scene because it wasn't about like I didn't give a shit about the horse. I thought it was just an interesting thing that this horse just looks at this woman who feels like she's being followed for seven days and and sees something so terrifying that it just runs off a fucking boat. <laughs> but I uh, oh, I got I got one. Oh, well. Uh, the thing. Okay. Basically, how oh, all the yeah. Well, yeah, all the dogs that died because oh, the thing yeah. went to their pen. And that's actually good. Yeah, that yeah. that did affect me. Yeah. Because I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I have a book where a dog died. Mm-hmm. In World War Z, they have a chapter oh. where they talk about uh, basically this guy who trains dogs uh, how to sniff for zombies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And uh, he talks about when he first was running away from the zombies, and he's like, I you know I had a baseball bat, had nothing, and he ran by a. Uh, uh, a pet store where they put down the cages mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But uh, in the pet store's window were the dogs and the dogs were cowering in fear as zombies were like slamming against the uh, the pet store window. And he says like, you know, it's not like I could have saved them or taken care of them. I mean, um, so they ended up probably just dying of dehydration at some point. But you know what I could have done? I could have done something. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was like, it, it's one of my favorite chapters. And one of the ones I was really pissed off that they, in their original audiobook, they didn't have a, they didn't actually include it. But it was really like a solid bit of like yeah. dog, like, of what it's like to be like a, a dog lover. So I, I thought that was a really good, uh, a part, a, a really good section of, uh, World War Z. Yeah. 
Not the movie. The World War Z movie was awful, and I wanted everyone to die. <laughs> but I really want to drink a Pepsi after. I do want to. Drink <laughs> oh my god! Have you, have you seen the uh, the robot chicken skit on that? Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, robot chicken does a skit of uh, when uh, Brad Pitt's character uh, shoots himself. Uh, spoiler alert for <laughs> guys. Whenever we bring up a just moving forward, when we bring up a film, we're gonna ruin it. <laughs> we're gonna ruin it. Um, I don't think we're the ones that ruined World War. <laughs> I could have put that out there right now. Uh, Which so, they're still making a sequel for for some odd. Oh, wait, because no, they made what? all the money. No, they, they did. All the- it, they are making because it made a lot of money, but. Well, I'd heard they'd greenlit it, but then I hadn't heard any actual updates. Uh, uh, World War Z2. Um, the Z inning. The Z inning. <laughs> What's happening? The Z ending. Uh, so yeah, in, in, in World War Z, Brad Pitt's character figures out that if you're terminal with an illness, that yeah. these zombies won't try to eat you. Um, and so he shoots himself in a lab full of something. And then the zombies don't see him. In the robot chicken skit, he just starts, he, he shoots himself full of something. It works. And he starts doing like this really elaborate victory dance and then starts shooting himself full of more stuff and more stuff and like making lines of like powder <laughs> drugs and snorting it and then like moonwalking around zombies and it's all on a video screen so the scientist is like oh my god oh my god oh my god that's no oh that's my malaria god. that's yep. malaria oh jesus christ oh god no he he, he does not have long to live <laughs> just like they keep naming this shit like oh my god oh my god he's <laughs> He's in the bubonic plague section. Why would he do that? Why would you do that? And like, it cuts to Brad Pitt's characters like humping one of the zombies behind them and stuff. Yeah. Anyways, Angela. Okay, I need to see this. Would I... you like to add to this intellectual discussion? Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> <So>. I abstain. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, so, so, okay. Animals notwithstanding, we do live in one of the uh, most popular cities for settings in a horror film. If not arguably the most popular. Yeah. Or just films in just, general. Yeah. Like people love blowing up New York City in films. Absolutely. They love filming. I don't think New Yorkers hate anything more than when a movie that takes place in New York actually gets shot in New York. Because <laughs> we do not have time to walk around your fucking film shoot. Yeah, we have somebody uh, filming on there at my work. Uh, it's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks. And we're all like saying, fuck. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like the next, like I think Samuel L. Jackson's like, hey, guys, guess what? Samuel L. Jackson will be down the street. And by the way, you're going to have to go three blocks to the left in order to get the work. You're like, fuck you, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> exactly. I was, uh, you know, I was down at the, the courthouse downtown in Manhattan. Um, oh God, that's got to be Law and Order Central. They were dun, fucking dun. Mm-hmm. shooting Law and Order, and I saw the and I saw like the fucking like the flaggers or whatever you call them, the people whose shit job it is to be like, can everyone in the city please walk this side? <laughs> like, yeah, in hey, New York, you're good. yeah. yeah. Uh, some guy tried to do that at like five o'clock. He's like, hey, could you just like stop here? I was like, you're filming in front of the subway station. He's like, I know, just for five minutes, we're finishing a scene, no. mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's five o'clock on a Friday. Yeah. What the fuck makes you think this is possible? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, well, do you like zombie films? Because there's a horde of people like me right behind. <laughs> um, so yeah, but we live in New York City, and uh, lots of scary, scary movies take place here, and uh, books and film and things like that. And um, as New Yorkers, where do you think the scariest place for you to find yourself in a horror movie scenario would be? Times Square. Uh, oh wait, I'm sorry. Horror movie scenario, not just every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> you know, it's very interesting how quickly you realize. Like, you got Jesus won't know this because he's always been a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. But uh, David, you might. Mm-hmm. When you first get to New York, your first response is like, "I want to go to Times Square." And the moment you get there, that's when something switches off in your brain when you realize that – not if you're just a tourist because you're like, oh, this is – look at me. I'm being – but when you live here and you go to Times Square, the moment you step out, you suddenly realize this was a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no yes. point do you, does a New Yorker say to myself, you're like, I'm going to fucking Times Square. I'm going to live this life. Yeah. And then five minutes later, them saying, this was great. This yeah. is always just like, oh, God, people, get away from me. <laughs> Fuck you, Elmo. Why are you pissing <laughs> in front of me? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. No. It's it, it's true. Forty um, Second Street is is one it's of hell. the most. It is goddamn hell. Oh yeah. And if it were only Forty Second Street, I'd be okay. But no, it's like five fucking blocks. Yeah, it's a coliseum. And an asshole every block taking a picture of the Empire State Building. Just get a fucking brochure. Yeah. yeah. yeah just get a fucking poster. <laughs> Though one of my favorite things about being a New Yorker is if you're wearing a tie or any sort of like official um, garb that says like you know you're working. Um, all you have to do to say to the hucksters and shit is like, I live here and pff, you're invisible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They'll get out of your way. Like they won't be rude, but they're like, you, you they know they're not going to get a dime mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like one of my favorite things. Uh, I would say, uh, I would say Port Authority generally Ooh. is a goddamn dystopian wasteland. <laughs> um, it is, it, uh, Port Authority, especially like I have three times now had to travel up north to see my family over the holidays through Port Authority. And it is like a DMZ. It's 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 like there are refugees just just stacked like cordwood um, waiting for it's it's horrifying. Um, so I would say like being locked inside Port Authority because it seems fast, but it's also somewhat alien the way they designed it. Um, and it's kind of like Byzantine inside. So I'd say, I'd say Port Authority being so close to where so many people are. And yet, like, if you're trapped in there, fuck that. Um, also, as we go around the table, what do you think would be hunting you? What do you think would be your, your nemesis? Um, so just think about that when you give your answer, you don't have to give right away. But, uh, for me, uh, Central Park at night. Mm-hmm. And the only reason being is because I remember. You hate love? Oh, I despise love. But the only reason I remember is because uh, when I was a little kid during the 19, late 1980s, like I saw I was like seven or eight, my mom, or six, anyway, my mom had the brilliant idea to, because she was busy, cross it at night, like at midnight, from one side, from the east side to the west side. And it wasn't a very safe time for Central Park at the time. What? 1980s New York? Not <laughs> yeah. Safe? Yeah. Surprising. Yeah. So I basically, it was just a lot of electric boogaloo. Yeah. So basically, since I was a kid, I didn't really feel it until my mom's halfway through. I was like, this was a stupid idea. <laughs> and I, I felt the fear for my mother as so we were crossing. I'm like, mommy, why would you do this to us? <laughs> and as I crossed the street. And so basically, that image is always in my head. So basically, whenever I'm in Central Park at night, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And so the monster that's following me, I'm not out. Let me think about it. Do you think that your mom, for a brief second, like triaged which kid she would <laughs> kick in the leg to like slow down? That's why he doesn't like yep. Central Park at night because guess where she's <laughs> guess she was chosen to stay behind. <laughs> it's like the Sophie's Choice, but it's like yeah, I choose my daughter okay. over my son, and then they keep actually my no, daughter. The, actually yeah. that's perfect. The person I would prefer would be my mother. She's finally <laughs> chosen which one which one would be sacrificed. That's yeah. He's you were, like you were kind of a chubby kid back then, right? I yeah. I was okay. kind of I was oh my god, I was the offering. <laughs> <laughs> they kept you plump. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hispanic Pugsley. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy no! Mommy no! They're better to survive, bye! <laughs> Um, oh, God, 
that. If I'm going to go, f- well, if it's New York, I'd say the best thing that we have that is creepy still just today is the subways. Mm. I mean, I would say, uh, I, I would say that, uh, it, it would be both a blessing in disguise. It'd be, um, you know, it would start out, you'd be at Grand Central and you say, okay, I can't go outside because it's light out and whatever. The, and apparently these things hunt in the light. So your only choice in order to get home to your loved one would be go, go into the tunnels and not have a flashlight oh. and just travel the tracks and hearing the screams as this thing like tears through like the, uh, ups, uh, the, the, the people upstairs, the people upstairs and you not knowing if you, the person darting next to you is bad or good because you can't turn on the light or the monster will find you. It's mm. fucking horrifying. Okay. Nice work. Uh, That's, yep, terrifying. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say the, the, the nemesis for me in, us uh, in, uh, Port Authority, aside from just Port Authority itself. Actually, yeah, I would say Port Authority itself. It would be one of those situations where the building itself wants to kill you. So, uh, see, I'd say that's Grand Central. No, not Grand Central. Um, nope. Uh, Penn. Penn Station. Yeah, Penn Station is the one that I will get lost in. Port Authority. It's like it's a box, so mm-hmm. you're going to get back out. Whereas Penn Station, there's like all the like you end up with the Long Island Railroad or New mm-hmm. Jersey Transit or Amtrak mm-hmm. or the subway, and it's like nope, no fucking clue where I'm at in this goddamn maze. Yeah, that's a very good point. For me though, it's uh, the Port Authority is because Penn Station is at least or uh, Grand Central is um, they're, they're beautiful. They are, they're beautiful. Not Penn Station. Penn Station? Grand Central's beautiful. Penn Station is a pit. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is horrible, isn't it? Yeah, Penn Station is kind of just, they, they said, okay, we can either turn this into the sewer or a train <laughs> station. They chose the sewer and halfway through the, like designing it, they're like, yeah, let's put some tracks down. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess. nothing was more terrifying than me having to go to the restroom in like Penn Station. Like I will, there there'll be things on my like life like do you regret anything? I'm like no, the, whatever everything I've done has made me the man I am today. And they're like nothing. I'm like well, going into the bathroom at Penn Station was probably the worst. Ex- it's so fucking gross. Mm-hmm. Like and everybody goes in there and they're like I don't really want to look at it, so I'm just gonna piss in front of me and hope I hit a fucking toilet. <laughs> it's so bad. It is pretty. But bad. instead you. You hit a person whose name is tragically toilet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the, but, but the thing hunting me would definitely be, uh, I think it would be the building messing with me. And part of the horror would be I would see myself in the distance going through the same things that I just went through an hour ago. And so I would start to try to figure out how to leave messages for myself in a way of hoping, but then I'd find messages for my hour in the future self, unable to get out, trying to discern what I was trying to tell myself. <sighs> Um. Yeah, that would be that. Would, that would be me. Actually, it's a great idea for a horror movie. Dun, 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 dun. Cut that out. Yeah, <laughs> keep in the Maconio thing. <laughs> so, Angel, you're still Penn Station. Uh, you mean Times Square? <clears throat> well, you said both. Well, yeah. Well, Penn Station is, Ooh, is if they merge. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> And the cat runs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Penn Station is my choice if the building is is the monster. Um, but Times Square, since that that place is just legitimately terrifying, um, and the monster is um, all the gum shrimp. <laughs> oh, it's uh, all the out of work actors. Oh Jesus! They, who... They've morphed into someone, some uh, Fonzie kind of character. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Christopher Walken as it's chasing you. There you go. Yep. 
Or a bad, no, 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 a bad Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, guys, I'm Christopher Walken. It's like, no, that's I'm not Christ- how. Oh, but it's a hack comedian, so it's like, <laughs> I'm Christopher Walken here. <laughs> and then you'd kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. uh, Just end it. Yeah. Uh, really? It's not a bunch of dudes trying to sell you their demo tape for $20? <laughs> Comedy club promoters. Oh. We only fell for it one time in New York. The uh, demo tape. Yep. Oh, yeah. The guy's like, "Hey, here's he, what's, your, what's your name?" And it's like, "I'm Billy." And yeah. he's like, "Oh, here, yeah, hold this, and I'll hold it." And he's like, "Nah, that's only twenty dollars, buddy." I'm like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." No, I fell for it like my yeah. third week here too. Yeah. Here. No. Uh, I I did it only because I felt bad at the time. The guy was really selling. I was like, okay, I'll buy one CD. But apparently he had three other friends in the area. Oh, so they swore. Yeah, so he's like, oh man, what's up? And basically it was like, fuck you guys. And I'm out. I kept the CD though because, and I listened to it. It was crap. Oh yeah, same Yeah, here. it was all crap. It's always crap. Same here. Uh, I would love to be chased in Chinatown though because I love Chinatown. <laughs> totally fine with getting stabbed to death there. <laughs> like by like crazy murderer person. Like, what, I just fucking love Chinatown. If I just get some dim sum in me before that Jason dude gets me, that's <laughs> cool, man. Um, so Time for some dim sum murder. So that's for New York City. And I think, you know, we, we've all, having lived here for, for so long, we've all made peace with where we'd like to most likely find a violent end uh, here in uh, the metropolis. Um, so branching out from that, where outside of New York City would be a wonderful, horrific set, a horror-laced setting for you? Um oh. Well, it has to be some. Here's the thing about horror, which is becoming more and more difficult. Is uh, which I, also, which is why I put most of my horror in either where places where cell phones don't work, or in the '80s or '90s, because uh, you need a place where you're isolated. So that pretty much, I would say, like mountains, Appalachia. But uh, my my choice would be just one of those old 500 people villages, like. Mm old rustic kind of faded 1950s decor when they didn't know if they were going to bloom or burst uh uh just something creepy about those kind of villains it's just kind of a, a faded reminder and oh it makes everybody else seem like they're a little bit of a faded reminder of what their potential could have been mm. i love those play like old mining towns that they're still not they're still making enough to keep the lights on but they're not making enough to like you know advance in any possible way so i would say old old 500 people villages oh i love those like old with diners and the old uh old movie theaters oh they're beautiful that's terrifying yeah i heard about a town i don't remember where you can probably look it up that was for sale um that you could buy for like five million dollars or something like that and it had like 500 residents but the owner of it was like basically a prospector who made a shit ton of money and then basically it went belly up and uh the mine ran out and now it was just it was an entire town and i mean everything inside was for sale like down to the fork in the diner everything had been tallied up and was for sale um so so uh, uh patreon donators uh <laughs> That'd be the greatest LARP. Like, if you just bought like five million dollars and like another million dollars for zombie makeup and effects and stuff, it's like, yes, LARP a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. That would be wait, 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 wait. Uh, Wizards of the Coast tried to do that. Really? Uh, well, they were going to buy a when they made a shit ton of money in the seventies and eighties. Uh, they were going to buy a train track. They were going to buy a defunct train track, and their idea was they didn't, but they were thinking about it. Of having a Dungeons and Dragons train track, like you'd get on at one stop, mm-hmm. and then you would go. And the idea was you would have custom, like like storytellers 
would run a game. GMs would run a game for you that took almost exactly as much time as it took for you to get to your next uh, destination. Hmm. I would travel that everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't do it because that would be the stupidest thing. (laughs) They would make no fucking money. (laughs) But... I have theories that role playing is is so is going to be important for space travel. I'll share that one day. Okay, cool. I, I totally I totally get that. For my own part, as you guys know, I'm from New England. I think New England is one of the fucking freakiest, scariest places out there. There's a certain old world kind of uh, uh, ambiance and eeriness to it. Um, uh, but actually, no, because I'm I'm very familiar with New England. Now that I think about it, like I like scary things. I like graveyards and defunct houses and all that shit um i would say take me out of my bayou homes Mm. like an old crumbling home on the new orleans bayou where like (laughs) like talk about like you know australia where it's like um like everything there wants to kill you it's like you fall in the water there it's like well water moccasins and gar- and like alligators they actually don't have water there it's just water moccasins (laughs) (laughs) just a river of water moccasins oh god (laughs) And leeches. I'm sorry. That, those are where people swim. Yeah. Oh, oh, Jesus. Ah. And I'm now scared. Yeah. Uh, for it's, me, no, Ohio. You used to think like everywhere but New York. Well, I was a kid at the time. And also Every, one year ago. And ago. about to be sacrificed to yeah. the demon well, that haunts yeah, Central Park. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, the South. No. Uh, for me personally, it would just have to be going back to a classic and an abandoned warehouse. Like, close to the docks, very dark, mm-hmm. but like, it's, it's, uh, used like, decade ago for like steelworks and stuff like that. There's two old abandoned tools and stuff in the corners and all these nooks and crannies. And I'm walking through, first I'm wondering what the hell I'm doing there, but secondly, wondering what's around every single corner. That would horrify me. Because I don't like being by myself. It scares me. <laughs> Uh, I am going to say uh, Mackinac Island back in Michigan. Oh, that's a pretty creepy place. Yeah, because it's this uh, this island that's um, between the lower and upper peninsulas in Michigan. Uh, no cars are allowed on the island. There's maybe 500 people that live there year-round. Uh, it's probably less than that that live there year-round, and then it explodes during the summer. You can only get there by ferry. So as soon as the lake ice is over... You're done. It's like maybe if there's not a storm, like a single propeller airplane could make it in. Um, I bet there's only one cell phone tire on the tower on the entire island, so it'd be super easy to cut off all communication. So damn, that would be a fun place to have like the thing. There's also in uh, an old Revolutionary War uh, fort there. Oh fuck yes, we have those in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, uh, America, because the the colonies needed to be defended from from Canada. Mm-hmm. That's that's what Fort Mackinac was there for. That's awesome. Fucking Canadians. Yep. Fucking Canadians. <laughs> God <laughs> well, damn leaf crumblers. <laughs> Guys, Canada. Sorry, did burn down Washington D.C. <laughs> yeah. once? Was well, it Canada or British? It was British. It was, no, that was, was the British. British with the assistance of um, with Canada. It mi- they might have had. Well, and Canada is like Britain Junior. Oh yeah. So. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, as everything knows, well, they still have the Queen on. Well, the money. here's the thing: like Canada's like, like <laughs> this is- I would say Canada is like the like the the kid uh, of of Britain, absolutely. <laughs> but America's been like hanging out with them, and they've been smoking <laughs> in the back, and Britain's very worried about what Canada's been up to, but he's. Canada says, I'm okay, Mom. I'm going over to America's house. His mom's going to give us pizza. Yeah, but as, and they're a little worried. As the documentary Canadian Bacon has showed us, uh, there's a deep, insidious evil within Canada that we have to need to worry about. So is Canada still placating England being like, yeah, I'm still going to bagpipe lessons, Mom. It's fine. <laughs> Mom, I still keep your picture around, okay? <laughs> it's on the money. 
Exactly. <laughs> and Quebec. That's why we call it a loon. And Quebec is like the secret tattoo so. that Canada got, like <laughs> on the wild side. Yep. Yes. Quebec is the tramp stamp. <laughs> so long, Canadian listeners. <laughs> Quebec. I mean, just the 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 Quebec listeners. Yeah, exactly. I think the rest of Canada would be like, eh, yeah, fair. okay. I think, Canada, fair. I think Quebec would be like, oh yeah, we're the tramp stamp. <laughs> Let me rephrase they that. They say then. it en français. Mm-hmm. Au revoir, Quebec listeners. <laughs> um, all right, so. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, so Mac, actually, Mackinac's a really good choice. I, I would love to see some sort of, like I said, the thing would be perfect on it, where you didn't know who was what, and you didn't know how to get across the water because it was too choppy, too crazy. Because uh, fucking Lake, uh, the, the 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 Great Lakes are crazy during the winter, so it would be a great isolation place. As long as you took away that tower, you were pretty much stuck. Not or even if you could communicate, but the the, the well, natural bridge, the weather. Not to Mackinac Island. Oh, they have okay. There's a Mackinac Bridge, but there's yes. not an island. Okay, it's just a bridge that goes right into the water. <laughs> <laughs> just weeds weeds out the uh, the weak of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, that's horrifying. Uh, so uh, it is Halloween, or it's coming up to be Halloween, and as you guys know, I take my costume very seriously. Uh, so I wanted to ask for you guys. What was your favorite costume that you ever wore? You can go all the way back if you want. Your favorite costume that you ever wore for whatever reason. Um, but uh, I'm seeing a, a pretty much everybody like Jesus and Angela just looked skyward. <laughs> and then uh, Billy's eyes has drifted a little bit to the right. And like, <laughs> I'm just realizing now that you all have your serious like tells for when you're in your thinky place. <laughs> yeah. I would say well, my favorite costume. I don't know why I still think about it. I don't even know if it was for me. I don't even know if I wore it for Halloween. I just wore it around a lot when I found it in like the box. <laughs> my mom, my mom, I, I was going through my mom's closet and she had like our Halloween costumes there. And I found a Gamorrean from Star, like those pig uh, guards at Java Huts. Ha- oh, yeah. I found an entire costume of that oh, wow. with a fake axe and like why a Gamorrean. Because that's where we kept all our like our Halloween costumes. Okay. I don't know why she bought it. I don't think my brother ever wore it, but I wore that shit. Like there was like a summer where my mom was very worried. <laughs> I loved that Gamorian costume. That's awesome. And I learned a yeah. lot about Gamoria. Yeah. It's a, a primarily a fungus, a fungus society. It has a lot of fungus, and that's why a lot of the pigs there are a warlike tribe. They don't have any written languages, but they have a very subtle language, uh, spoken language that uh, is more of a snarts and grouch. Uh, they can't speak basic. However, there was Piggy, who was surgically altered by the Empire uh, to actually speak basic, and he actually had his intelligence increased. Also, messages of the truffle shuffle. <laughs> that's oh. not true. That is not. That is not true, people. That's not canon. That, that, that's not canon. Hey, you don't know. Disney's changing shit. Uh, oh, don't get. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, now all the Grimorians have a magical spider that writes, "What a great pig." <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, let's see. I've I've got two. I think. Um, has my, my mom is a, a seamstress, uh, professional one. So I always had like the, the most technically competent Halloween costumes ever. So, um, from when I was like, from when mom was still making things and I was like trying to really emulate a specific character, my Klingon warrior costume, wow. that was pretty awesome. Like we spent two hours crimping my hair. <laughs> Uh, cause this was the 90s, so hair crimping was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from 
when I was just like a little bit older and trying to come up with a concept. Um, and this is before you were really seeing mashup costumes. I did, um, I put together a vampire beauty queen costume. Nice. Uh, cause it was like, I was in high school and so there was a dance. So I wanted to wear something that was nice for a dance, but still like a costume. So like I had my black dress from the last formal that I'd went to and I added a sash and my mom made me a cool vampire cape. Cool. So mm-hmm. that was, and I brought like, um, uh, black fake roses from the dollar store. Mm-hmm. It's like, of course, if you're a beauty queen, you need to have your flowers, but it's vampire. They're going to be black. For the Klingon, I have a question. Yes. <laughs> Just one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. Did you paint your face? I did not paint my face. Because, uh, okay. No, there was no there's, black there's always been some. There's always that subtle problem some people have. It's like, I'm a Klingon. You're like, you're you're in dark face, buddy. And he's like, yeah. well, oh, yeah, I guess. But it's kind of a Klingon thing. I, yeah. I, I was just kind of curious no, how the, you pulled I, it off. The, um, and we didn't have the... Uh, oh, the, did you have the little... Well, I was about to say, we didn't have the resources to buy like an act, like to buy the, the putty or anything. So we just used like contouring to make it, to give the illusion of mm. ridges on my forehead. That's true. Cool. But no, there was no, there was no, no blackface in my Klingon okay, costume. Okay, I'm, I'm so curious. Sometimes I see. I would that. love to see you guys go as uh, prom king and queen vampires this year. <laughs> no, nope, we have, we already have a great outfit that we've been working on for two years. Mm-hmm. All right, interesting. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. For me personally, uh, one of my favorite is actually one of the simplest ones I ever did, and actually you saw it, David at one of your parties. A black man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, how'd you know? No. Uh, it was actually, uh, I actually grabbed my Best Buy uh, uniform. That's right. Yeah, grabbed my Best Buy uniform, a white shirt, uh, khakis and the shoes, and I put a little t- name tag, Bob Terminator Inspector, with a picture of me, but as a Terminator. And basically, it was just, you read him like, I could imagine myself just working on Terminators in the corner. But you also had um, the the name for uh, the company that made them. Oh, right. Uh, Iodine? I, no. No, uh... Uh, Cyberdyne. 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 Cyberdyne, yes. You know, Cyberdyne uh, Terminator Inspector. Yeah. And basically, I it just... so subtle and so fucking yeah. brilliant. Mainly because you, as soon as you saw it, you imagined myself like in the office. So it was like, oh man, killed so, like, only 15 people Of course there were fucking day. drones that had to work yeah. on the, like, the code he for a... He was a drone. Yeah. <laughs> he was just... He's, he, he's working there for 40 years. He has a wife that he comes back home to. He's yeah. a traitor to humanity. And he just, he likes to bowl. Are you five <laughs> days from retirement? Oh my god, <laughs> Guys, internet, internet, make this happen. A mashup of uh, of the IT crowud and Terminator. <laughs> Hello, Cyberdyne, uh, Cyberdyne Security Answers. Uh, have you tried turning it off? And <laughs> have you tried melting it down to plasma? Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed that cause. Yeah. Uh, cool, yeah. Um, my favorite one was I dressed up as John Steed from the Avengers when I was 20. Uh, or 19, I think I was. Um, so whole nine yards, bowler cap, got a uh, umbrella, uh, spats on my shoes. Um, and that was pretty much it. I just kind of like wandered around my my uh, uh, my city that night, just kind of popping in and out of like house parties and stuff like that. Um, but uh, there's something to be said about like such a, a, a dapper put together outfit. The people who did who did see because they saw the umbrella and they're like, fuck, are you John Steed? And I was like, yes. And like only a couple people got it, but those people were so excited. Um, and, uh, I, I really, really liked that one. Um, and God, I'm trying to go through the other ones really quickly. Um, I, uh, oh, there was one year where I, 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 I was so busy. I didn't put anything together and I kind of panicked. And then I got a white flowing gown like uh like a robe 
with no stitch in the front. So um, like a choir boy's robe. And then I had one of those white uh, emotionless blank masks, plastic masks. Um, so white mask, white robe. Okay. Uh, yep, exactly. This is, this is going well. Uh, I see it. Yeah. And then I uh, walked around. Uh, but the, the, the white gown was, was not KKK white. It was kind of like more mm-hmm. Gladriel. Okay. Um, and then I walked around eating a pomegranate with my gloved hands. Um, and if you've eaten a pomegranate, then you know it looks like a beating heart. Oh. And it got all over my mask and on my hands. And so it looked like a ghost walking around eating someone's heart. Huh. And it was it kind of fell into place. And then people crossed the fucking street to get away from it. <laughs> it was so great. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, yeah, that was uh, that was my favorite one. Um, okay, guys. I know you've all been looking forward to this one. Let's talk about horror movies. If you had to pick one of your favorite, now I would never say your absolute favorite, but one of your favorite horror movies that maybe the listeners can dig into, what would you say one of your favorite horror movies is? And I'll start. Uh, the, not the Guild, David, for God's sakes. Um, uh, uh, Nightbreed. Nightbreed. Uh, Nightbreed is a uh, Clive Barker, I want to say. Um, is it? Clive, I want to say it's Clive Barker or it's... Angelo, uh, check it out. Don't You keep talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, no, it's not Clive. Anyways, it's going to kill me. Um, we'll get it. Don't worry. Yeah, but the antagonist is uh, uh, the guy who did The Brood. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, David. Screenplays by Clive Barker. Oh. Yeah. And, and, and David... Um, Cronenberg. Cronenberg plays the antagonist. He is so good in this because he's very, very creepy. Um, and the, the premise is that... The uh, protagonist thinks is having reoccurring nightmares of being this otherworldly creature, this monster that runs off with other monsters. Um, and he's seen a psychiatrist, David Cronenberg, um, and he's worried that he is actually sleepwalking and going and hurting people as this monster uh, or believing that he is this monster. Um, and because it's a Cronenberg film, um, uh, it, it gets bloody. Um, the special effects are all are all um, uh, 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 normal effects, I guess you could say. Uh, you know, no CGI and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, people turn into monsters and shit. And um, it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, it is supposedly there's a uh, uh, a comic book series that goes with it, and supposedly it's supposed to take place in the same universe as Hellraiser mm. because there was supposed to there might have already been. Um, there's going to be a crossover comic um, called um, uh, Jihad, and it was going to be uh, Cenobites of Hellraiser versus the Nightbreed. Uh, I watched the hell out of that. Yeah, I watched <laughs> the fuck out of that. Yeah, um, and so uh, and so yeah, very very cool, very simple story. Um, great uh, great special effects and, and makeup and stuff like that. Uh, personal favorite of that film. Look for one of the Nightbreed, who I just referred to as Emo Kid, because everyone else has some sort of weird mutation about them. This guy just looks like Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, if he came back from Burning Man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's got, like, a little ferret um, that's his pet. That's it. That I defy you. To watch that film, listeners, and tell me what the fuck that guy's power is. Because, mm-hmm. like, there is nothing going on. Maybe his sweet tribal tats for a mm-hmm. white dude? I don't know. 
Trust me, trust me. It's always the guy that doesn't like. If you're in a fight and one guy has like a lead pipe, the other one has like some nunchucks, and there's a guy just standing there with his like hands behind his back, uh, with nothing in them. Uh, yeah, he's the one you avoid. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's not. He, he's not sitting there thinking, "Shit, <laughs> fuck, I didn't know weapons were okay." Just play it off, Kyle. Just play it off. Just play it yeah, off. You guys should totally. Angela and Billy, you should totally watch this movie. Second favorite thing about this movie, the most uncomfortable makeout scene I have ever witnessed in Between Two Beauties, I'm assuming. Why are you asking us to watch it? You're like, you guys can totally relate. It's totally (laughs) uncomfortable. Oh, my God. No. There is way too much. Like, because whatever. (laughs) It's like, I I could go on about this makeout scene forever. Uh, It Mm -hmm. is is amazingly horrifying. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So mine would be Nightbreed. Definitely. All right. Uh, for me personally, probably a little bit obvious is the thing. Mm-hmm. For yeah, two, that's a good yeah, one. yeah, for two specific reasons. The first off is the sense of paranoia, not knowing who the monster is, who's trying, who's because it come out of the background and just kill you right from behind. It that part is horrifying. But the second part is, I've always been like as a kid growing up, I've always been terrified, particularly in horror movies, of body horror, of just changing into monsters, stuff like that. Uh, that scene, that scene in Creep Show where the guy turns to a plant. Yep. Yeah, that fucking scared the shit out of me. I think that was one of the first instances of body horror I saw. Uh, the, yeah, that's Stephen King. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, The Fly mm-hmm. with uh, I can't Jeff believe, Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Terrible actor. Well, he's good. He's alright. Whoa, whoa. No, well, he's, yeah. he's, uh, he's take like, that back. yeah, okay, you know what? Fine. He's, he's pretty he's, he's, solid. No, he's pretty solid as he's, Jeff uh, Goldblum. Uh, uh, pretty, yeah, uh, he's, solid. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty solid as Jeff Goldblum in every movie where he is Jeff Goldblum. Oh, so you would say the same thing about Christopher Walken not being a good actor? No, oh. exactly. He's just, I just love watching Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> There's two types of actors I was told. There's yes. people who play themselves that you always want to see, which is the Jeff Goldblum, yes. uh, Christopher Walken, uh, mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, really. Uh, and then there's the people who are like, I guess I would say Johnny Depp, who could say, like, I'm going to change my character entirely and be mm-hmm. someone different. Yep. So, I don't know. I just decided to go on that diatribe. No, that's fine. I forgot. <laughs> Actually, I forgot. Where. Oh, no, yes. The okay. Thing. Yes, the thing. Uh, yeah, so body horror always scared me up until I saw the thing. And that's where I really appreciate work, where basically it can go, where it, it can just be horrifying. One of my favorite scenes in that film is when they're trying to start a guy's heart I again. knew it. It's the best. Yep. And as soon as he, his hands goes through it was opened up, chops him down. I'm like, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the scene after that where his head pops off and it turns into a little monster and just flitters away. Yep. Really, the, 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 the design of those monsters were brilliant. Yes. So all practical all effects, practical effects yeah. all beautiful. Oh, beautiful. The sequel was a travesty. What? There was a sequel? Well, prequel, technically. There was a prequel. There was a new yeah. one that came there out were, a it was years a, ago. Yeah, it was actually supposed to be all practical effects, but then the studio decided, no, we're going to make it all CGI. It's going to look great. Nope. Nope. No. No. That's not true. Not there was like something... Uh, there was like a... Not not a sequel, uh, but it's pretty damn close. Uh, Harbinger, I think. I yes, Harbinger Down, which is which was on Kickstarter for a while. I'm not sure if it came out. It actually came out. Oh, okay, we yeah, need to watch so that. I kind of want to see yeah. that. Sometime. I heard it's pretty good, but uh, God, for me, uh, my, I'm, uh, if you're asking for something that scared me, I could probably name some stuff. Um, but I I love Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the yeah. Dead is the the original yeah. or the remake. They're both great. Well, I, that's the thing. I don't want to... I'm not going to choose. I mean... <laughs> you can't make me choose. I mean, the Dawn of the Dead, the first one is fun, and it kind of gets into the monotony of things of like, you know, the, these people are stuck in this building, and after they get rid of all the zombies, which was fun as hell to watch, it's boring. Mm-hmm. And they're just watch, and they're just... They're just sitting there doing nothing, and then the and then and they uh, but you always knew that in, in the end the zombie was going to get them somehow slowly, but get them. What I loved about the Dawn of the Dead, the the new one, is you fucking understood how society fell apart like yep. day one. You're like, yeah, this makes sense why society went down. Why? Because it's a goddamn zombie that can break 
20 miles per hour in a sprint oh, yeah. to get you, and it looks like your mom. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was brilliantly, brilliantly done, um, and I think Dawn of the Dead is one of the best fi- – like, it just – I like the measurements. Like it, it took a recipe of, uh, and they measured everything they wanted. The right amount of horror, the right amount of subtlety, the remi- ra- uh, the the only thing I would say is like the blood. The blood is a little pink. <laughs> but other than that, I really enjoy everything about it. It just seemed like they had a fun time making it. Also, it I mean it it is a uh it's a story about capitalism, uh, consumerism. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that and that is important because uh, horror is so often written off as superfluous, um, as as something that doesn't really have a message. It just has it, it invokes a reaction. Whereas Dawn of the Dead is is one of the uh, primary uh, examples of a film that also had some sort of uh, subversive message that was also a straight up horror film. But I, I will say this about the the the, the Dead series is I think. Even especially for the new ones, I think he's trying so hard to make a, a message. Like, I think he's really proud of the, the fact that he made a really, a really awesome, meaningful Dawn of the Dead movie, uh, where people could see like, oh, this is about capitalism and books are being written, that he wants to make another film like that. And I think that's getting in his way. I mean, I, I thought, uh, the land of the dead was so ham fisted to say like, the war machine. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, I got it, buddy. Like it, it was so just crammed down your mm-hmm. throat yeah, about Dawn that. Dawn of the Dead was great because it was a horror movie that had a message, whereas Land of the Dead was like, "Here's a message and zombies." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, never saw um, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, but wait, oh, you, the Dawn of the Dead. Sorry, uh, Land of the Dead. Land yeah. of the Dead wasn't great I was... because I get it confused with Land Before Time. <laughs> yep. Wasn't there one after Land of the Dead also? Oh uh, yeah, it was. Is there a couple actually? No, I mean I didn't mind. Uh, he had some. Uh, I got it. There's, there's Diary Land of the, of the Dead. Dead. There was Diary of the Dead, which wasn't bad. I think he could have mm-hmm. done it better. That was his found footage. Found footage, film. which was actually a decent idea. Like, but like I said, he could have done it better. Um, I did not like the one after that, like Island of the Dead. I don't think it was yeah. Island of the Dead. It might have been Dusk of the Dead. I don't know. It, 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 that one was pretty. Uh, and then great. after that, it's Band of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, they just go on the road. For a second, I thought you were going to see Bambi of the Dead, and that would have been a very different film. No, that's just Bambi. No. <laughs> oh. Guys, animals die. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Um, my favorite, I'm going to go old school, and I'm going to say the original Blob. Oh, God, I hated that one. Oh, the, the black and white one? Yeah. Oh, no, it's not black and white. No, it's uh, 1958 with Steve McQueen. Actually, Steve McQueen as an 18-year-old. Well, I just I looked it up, just looked it up on Wikipedia. He was 27, showing his age. Uh, it was also his first leading role. I hadn't realized oh. that. The Blob was the first time that Steve McQueen was the leading man in a film. Steve McQueen, he looked older than he like... definitely did. Like, I swear to God, I'm there pretty was sure. Scene. I'm pretty sure part of the problem is they probably cast an actual 18-year-old as the mm-hmm. love interest. So he just looks significantly older than And they, they don't, I mean, it's been a while since I watched The Blob, but I remember like a scene where they're like, hey, let's go out. And I'm like, why is that guy going, why is that grown up taking his young daughter out? <laughs> and why are they talking about like, you know, petting in like the car? It's is it, really inappropriate. Is this Woody Allen? What? Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a lot of that, but it's not a bad film. It's pretty good. No, I, I like it because uh, it's probably similar to why I like zombie movies now. You cannot reason with the blob uh you there's no strategy behind the blob it's just a monster from space and it is going to keep expanding and if you are in its way 
you are going to get absorbed by the blob. I love at uh, one point, our, me and Angela, we were in an argument about something stupid. So what I did was like, you know what, Angela? And I turned on the 1980 blob, which I ha- which we hadn't watched because she's like, no, my parents don't want like that. And you know what? I'm kind of an originalist. And I'm like, oh, I can respect that. But I remember being so petty that I was like, you know what, Angela? Click. We're watching the 1980s blob. And it was actually really good. I actually enjoyed the 1980s blob. I'm pretty sure I like left the dorm in protest or something because I have not watched I still have not you, watched you turned movie. on like you grabbed the iPad and watched it and you okay. had like earphones on <laughs> and I kept on saying like this is so good and you just were giving me the finger <laughs> we are adults <laughs> this was last week <laughs> you're just like you're like fine I'll get I'll get Angela back up and you just go in the uh, you go in the closet and you get like a mop with a red wig on and you just put it down next to you mm-hmm but yeah, uh, Blob's not a bad choice. It's okay. I, I do like, you do like, uh, creature features more than horror I do. Movies, I yes. Would say. Like, creature you, features are superb. You loved, you loved, what was that, uh, Cloverfield? Cause it was a creature feature. You liked No, that. I didn't like Cloverfield. Oh, I liked Cloverfield. <laughs> uh, but you liked Six Legged Freaks. Eight Legged uh, Freaks. Eight yes. Leg- eight Legged Freaks is, is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Arachnophobia is great. Hate it. Uh, then just like the string of really bad slash amazing creature features from the fifties with them and uh, it, they it, yeah. and it. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. all pronouns. Like they just ran through a bunch of pronouns as creature features. Have you guys seen uh, an American Werewolf in London? By oh, yes, of course. That yes, is, um, yeah. That uh, I think you'd really like it, Ange, because it is a one hundred percent quality film, and it is uh, a shining example of comedy horror where you have to play the comedy as comedy you have to play the horror as horror uh and and it really does live up to that standard and the transformation scene alone is fantastic Mm -hmm. because um because that uh that uh person who put together those uh practical effects have done uh also did the fly um also did um, I think Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, I think he did he's, Dawn of the Dead. He's yeah. kind of the guy that in the 80s when you needed the something to transform and it's never been done before. Was it Dario Argento? I don't think it was Dario. Cuz he was he was the he was Romero's makeup guy. Was it Dario? Was he also the was he in Land of the Dead with the zombie yes. the, it might have been Dario then, yeah. I think yeah. it was Daria then. I'm not great with names, but if the, that, if that's the guy I'm thinking of, I think he was the guy because he was known as like, oh, you need something that's never been done before and there's no way people could figure out how to do it. Yeah, he could figure out how to do yeah, it. Yeah, no, I think he did do Don because there's the uh, guy who gets torn apart yep, that's in him. his abdomen. That's I, I believe that's him. Oh, no, it's, that's not actually him. He, he gets shot and, uh, and then you see him again in Land of the Dead as a zombie. It's actually really clever. He's, he's the head of the biker gang. He's the head of the biker gang. But oh, cool. yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah. However, uh, listeners, I will talk about found footage on the forum forever. I'm just not bringing footage. it up here because I. This would become the David show. This yep. would become the Co-starring David show. Co starring some of oh, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I could talk well, yes, circles around. Except that David won't let you. <laughs> he is a megalomaniac. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Well, yeah. no, I, I would much rather listen to you, Billy, because He's I love you. He's a megalomaniac. Maniac. Anyways. What about bad podcast. horror films? Like, does anybody have a, like a horror film that's like I absolutely hate this? Blair Witch. Oh, oh yeah, we did. God, we were friends. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Like, or I can talk about the one that I, we no, specifically he, whoa, 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 talked about. Here's the thing. Angela saw Blair Witch uh, about three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's never seen it. 
I liked Blair Witch when it was like the mm-hmm. hype and it was and it's still a good idea, but when you watch it again, it's pretty That film did not hold up. No, no not at all. It, it doesn't Also, hold it up, just but... made me feel really old cuz half the time like since it was all filmed on VHS, so it's not high quality audio or video, I'm like squinting at it. And I swear to god, <laughs> like cupping my hand around my ear like, "Wait, what did they say?" I don't they're just screaming. Did I can't they, Did we need to get you like a dictaphone <laughs> yeah. tube in order yes, to mm-hmm. basically. Okay, Blair Witch. So that so it was it was not scary it was poorly paced and i couldn't i physically could not understand what was going on because i could not see or hear okay fair enough fair enough uh bad horror movies jeez uh i also voluntarily watched those pieces of shit um i don't like the return of the living dead series because it makes fun of zombies (laughs) i think i actually think it does more damage to what zombies are than anything else i hate I do like some comedy zombies. I, I love I love Shaun of the Dead. It yeah. took me a while, but I love that. And there's one or two, like, you know, Dance of the Dead or something like that that I saw. I was like, that's actually really clever what they've done. But what I like about some of the comedies is they actually take it serious. Like, yes, we are actual people being dealt dealing with dead, and then they, they take a little bit tongue-in-cheek. With Return of the Living Dead, it feels like they're just saying, isn't it wacky that people that die are eating people? It's I really cannot stand. Uh, it, 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 it's more. I always viewed them more as not even just a separate entity of Dawn of the Dead or Night of the Living Dead series. I viewed it as actually a parody of it, and it drove me. It drives me nuts. I hate the Return of the Living Dead. Well, yeah, no. I mean, it is supposed to be. I mean, you've hit the nail on the head. It is supposed to be a comedy. Um, it's it's supposed to be a comedy. Like you're introduced to the punks in the first Return of the Living Dead, and. You know, the spiked-haired, leathered-out leader of this punk group says to a girl who's, like, taking off her clothes, like, you know what, Julie? This isn't just a fashion statement. It's a life choice. (laughs) Like, it's making fun of everybody involved. Um, however, do you like iZombie, the TV show iZombie? No, I do. I think that does because it, no, it's, it's a fantastic uh, yeah, way but, of doing it. But the idea of eating brains comes from Return of the Living Dead. Before then, it was just zombies eat people. Okay. Uh, Return of the Living it's Dead. It's still a really bad film. <laughs> Fair enough. Seriously. I don't think it was trying to be a good film. Uh, I heard a, I heard a, uh, well, interview. I don't by, think, I don't think they're trying to be a, bad film either no one makes a film that says like let's make the biggest piece of shit i mean let's be honest it follows happened so maybe (laughs) but uh the return of the living dead series i think they're trying to make something and do something different and i it hit every mark that i that i hate about it can we talk about jeepers creepers for one second i thought jeepers creepers was okay did you know that it was written by a child molester really that is Oh, that was the most under, That was the best way to respond. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, imagine that. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. They did get in trouble because Disney. He, he videotaped himself doing it, actually, which was yeah. Horrifying. And they bought the script from him after he was convicted as a child molester. Oh, yeah, I think he served his time and everything. It's just that it wasn't like this. Ha- like, oh, I'm embarrassed that this guy. <laughs> Okay, this was not like a subway incident where subway was like, well, yes, we knew Jared liked touching kids, but did you see how much weight he lost? No, they were kind of blindsided too at the very, at least I'd say at the end. Uh, but Jeepers Creepers are like, hmm, let's buy this, cre- uh, let's buy this uh, script. What's this guy's past? Oh, touch children. Okay, add another dollar sign. Let's just get this Creepers Keepers. I mean, I do remember that. Oh, I, Victor, uh, Victor Salva. Was that um, him? Was it Jeepers God, Creepers? No. Was he? Yeah, it was the guy. Yeah. It was Jeepers Creepers. Best known guy. for directing Powder and Jeepers Creepers. Oh, right. Yeah, he oh. was the Powder guy. He's, that a, convicted, actually, he's hmm. a convicted sex offender. Yeah. 
Um, they can make them powder now. Yeah. yeah. I guess we can have a yeah. we can have a rousing uh, rousing discussion about uh, uh, paying your debt to society and then going on to direct uh, you know su- successful films. I guess. Um, but let's get to the meat of the matter. It Follows was a fantastic film <laughs> that had a lot of ingenuity and a lot of spunk and specifically a very, very vivid and beautiful artistic design. Agree with me. I will agree with you that they tried. <laughs> <laughs> and they deserve like a sticker. Like if I... It, how about this? If I was a teacher and this and it follows was a report turned into me, I would have been. You would call the cops. I, I would have been like, you know what? You tried. You completed the assignment. So here's a C. But uh, you aren't going to make it as a right. I absolutely could not stand it. Follows. I thought it was so. It wasn't creepy to me. It wasn't. It, it, again, it felt a little ham-fisted. And I feel bad because the guy really tried to... I could see where he tried to go back to the uh, the 80s and 70s. Like, I could, I saw a lot of Halloween mm-hmm. in it. And I really appreciated that. So for yeah, art... for the fact that Halloween was good. Yeah. But it... And he seems almost... Whenever people say, like, hey, why, why didn't this work out? And he's like, because you guys don't know all the rules. And I'm like... That's that 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 get that goes only so far. Like yeah. if you make an entire film and people keep on fighting, it's kind of like what's that guy who made the room? Um, oh, uh, Wiseau, Tommy Wiseau, Tommy Wiseau. When people like you know he, they're like, what's up with all these mistakes? And people are like, is it because you really wanted to make a bad movie so bad that people could laugh? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are all the yeah. I'm I made this movie to make people laugh. So every mistake. So whenever I I watch this movie and I have all these questions, and I always go on. I went on the forum. People would be like, the director responded to this. He said that we just don't know all the rules. And I'm like, God, that feels like a cop out. And fine, I don't know all the rules. It felt really boring like the (laughs) actors were boring like the the main actress it's like you're like a plank of wood aren't you yeah there was nobody in that there i said like you know what i really felt that this person was committed at all i would say maybe the uh maybe the tall guy the the tall giant monster creature at some point was i felt very he was very committed yeah but (laughs) and 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 it felt, did you ever go to these film festivals and you watch something and it's really artsy and people like really enjoy it, but you're just not in the mood for something artsy. You're like, it was just, you know, sometimes a girl peeing into a can of ravioli is not art. <laughs> it's just a girl peeing into a can of ravioli. Go on. I love your metaphor. Thank you. That's what I felt about the It Follows, that it wasn't this deep meaning artistical <laughs> approach to horror. I really want to make a chart now. It was now. just... Listeners, can It somebody... was really just kind of a boring, flat, by... Uh, it was kind of like an echo of what Halloween wanted to be. But they, they got the aesthetics right, but they didn't get the pacing, the acting, the anything right after that and i'm yeah. sorry i really i know i, I actually like like the guy who wrote it i think he's really humble but like i said if i have to hear one more time it's like hey couldn't they have done this or why did this happen you're like you just don't know all the rules and it's like oh my god i'm you're peeing in ravioli yeah i would love to see a chart of things that Vandable liked as a film and on the lowest end there is just girl peeing in <laughs> ravioli um, so we'll be at the top of the chart then 
uh, girl peeing in a can of spaghettios. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. um, uh, <laughs> Sorry, that's my favorite metaphor. <laughs> no, that's Sometime great. a girl peeing in ravioli is just a girl peeing in ravioli. Yeah, it depends. No. Was there actual sauce on the ravioli? Guys, uh, guys, yes. you're missing the point. Yes. Uh, I have always been of the uh, the opinion that it sounds it like you liked it though. Um, I liked it for what it tried to do. Just myself, apropos of what you were saying. Uh, I am of the opinion if it doesn't happen on screen, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so even sometimes even the gimme or like the, you know, the punt of talking to characters, having dialogue about what, whatever, fucking establish it. That's why I didn't like the ring because I felt like the absence of any explanation of what the girl was made the movie not easy to enjoy. And that's why I laughed at horses dying and shit because the rest of it was so was so was so ridiculous like oh it's just evil for evil's sake like no if you gave me something to to bite onto there i'd be like okay now i'm more invested because i have some answers here um so yeah i don't like i don't like it when anybody uh i i do like the artistic direction i really do genuinely like the weird mashup of these of these technologies now i told you before we started recording i went back and watched all the scenes where technology was featured in the scene and uh, specifically, we talked about how uh, uh, how the televisions are usually old tube televisions. Mm-hmm. One of which in uh, the uh, oh god, what's like the boyfriend, the the, the next door neighbor, the, yeah. the neighbor across the street. When he's talking to his mom, uh, like this one scene where he's talking to his mom, he's inside of his apartment. They're watching a TV show. It's a uh, it's a cartoon from like 1967 on a tube television in a oh, show. Oh yeah, all of the the movies, TV shows, they're all old. They're like most really of them are black old. and white. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're like wartime old. Um and so and also there's the uh compact that the uh that that, that the girl from Scooby Doo has. <laughs> I um, I really could not stand that compact. And it was like shell-shaped, so and and so basically it was supposed to be a kind of like two-screened uh, it was basically like a Nintendo DS, um, but it was supposed to be like an e-reader, a Kindle. A, yeah, yeah, he wanted. Yeah, he he's the director spe- specifically said it was an e-reader. Yeah, it was an e-reader, but it was like this really weird e-reader, most ridiculous format. And then people like didn't have cell phones or something. Except they did because the girl at the very beginning, the first girl that died. Yeah, she oh, called yeah, her right. parents on, on the cell, cell phone, phone from the that's beach. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, it also begs there. There is one. There is one question. <laughs> You do see a person die at the hands of the monster. Um, <laughs> so fucked up. So they're attacked by an image of their own mother, which is very sexual in nature. Yes. And then electricity powers are involved. Okay. Um, and so, because electricity featured in earlier of the earlier in the film when they tried to kill the monster, but that really those two lines don't cross ever. Why was the girl in the beginning broken in half? Like, like that was the thing. It's like, wait, you don't know all the rules. rules. That's what it is. It's like, fuck. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like her death was so her her body left over was so gruesome. This guy gets literally screwed to death by his electro mom. Um, And you, you know, like I say shit about this film out loud, and I think to myself like. Just that one image should be enough to begin another film. Like, what happened to this corpse? I don't know, Chief. Like, his dick got fried off. Like, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Um, and it's like, yeah, and his mom's missing. Oh, that's fucking weird. Like, boom, 
off to the races. We are now watching a different film, but that's like the beginning incident. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I feel like um, the you're right. It is it is reminiscent of Michael Myers? Um, but I think artistically, visually, I really liked the choices that they did about technology because it reminds me of the guest. The movie The Guest that came out about a year prior to that does the exact same thing. And I honestly believe that it's actually a kind of movie. Your next uh, director, or writer, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't um, seen The Guest, I don't know it. Uh, yeah, no, it's a really uh weird violent film. Um but but I think that it's actually going to start popping up more and more as a kind of niche. Uh, a niche movie style where you have a, a, a coagulation of different technological eras all put into one movie. For Which instance, I, w- I want to say, I am 100% fine with that until you get to the fucking seashell e-reader. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only, because the, again, because Billy and I were, were obsessed to try to find out why the fuck do people like this movie. So we we're reading things about it and the director's like, you know, I, I didn't want to date the film by putting in an actual e-reader. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, e-reader size and shape hasn't changed drastically in the five years since we've gotten Mm e-readers so it's not really going to get dated until you put it into a fucking seashell also okay we want to we we want to keep this girl kind of out of time and she's reading you know really old classic things give her a paperback because guess what people still read paperback books yeah but they said they wanted kind of a dreamlike nature of again like Mm -hmm. Like I said, this feels like a very artsy film, and I don't want to sound like I'm a Neanderthal of I need Michael Bay to blow up some building so I can share and chug my beer while getting a BJ from, I don't know, Betsy Ross. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that kind for of America. guy. Where but, do you line up for that? Yeah. Uh, next but, season on Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Yeah. But all I can say is it really felt like it was trying to be art. Uh, it, it, it was so focused on the art that it didn't really jive with the acting the story the subtlety the horror so i mean at one point like you know they're backing up and some guy's naked on her roof just looking down and you know some people are like oh really i was terrified nudity and i was just kind of just tilting my head like i wasn't even scared mm-hmm. i was just kind of like naked guy up on the roof i and, yeah, actually started laughing at that yeah because yeah. it was it was kind of funny and i watched it and then it cut and i started snickering because i was like <laughs> Do they really have to get that naked guy in that room? <laughs> was that was that CGI? I mean, because like that means like there had to be one of those cherry picker things for like, <laughs> the electric company. Like, well, you know what the thing is? Like, and people of course they use the excuse we don't know the rules. Oh, no, God. no, but but but, but 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 it's like you know when you know the boyfriend across the street or the guy that crossed the street when he's killed, the thing walks to his door. Grabs a fucking stone and throws it through the window. Climbs through and kills the guy as his mother. Yeah. That's how he does it. That's what a burglar does. That's, yeah. There's nothing mysterious and confusing. How did he get in? Did he transform? No. <clears throat> he picked up a rocket through through a fucking window. Yeah. That's how people do it. And then this one, this, it, and they say it's like it will it will a beeline straight towards you. So you're saying the quickest route to her <clears throat> was to go up the. <laughs> 
fucking house. Mm, yeah. Stand on the roof. It's like, couldn't you? I just don't see that as the quickest way. Me, you know The Sims? But like the first <laughs> edition of The Sims when like people would get locked into rooms <laughs> and then die of asphyxiation or something. Yes. Mm. You just, no, you stupid Sim. You're hungry. The food is right there, you fucking idiot. And it would die of like starvation. You'd be like, oh, fucking die, you stupid Sim. So the only supernatural thing about this, by the way, I haven't seen the movie, so I have no idea what they're talking about. But the only supernatural thing about this thing is it's invisible to everyone except for people who have the disease. otherwise it just walks normally and opens doors and stuff like that yeah or the, oh yeah because like, like if it, it if it interacts with the environment in some way everyone else can see it like there's a scene where the girl's hair gets pulled and it's a well shot scene right. because yeah. as the audience we see oh monster grabs her hair like at the end no one thank god this is an audio podcast and no one can see me demonstrating <laughs> yeah. and then it pulls out to show you what everybody else has seen and it's just this girl is being dragged around by her hair okay. like it's the fucking exorcist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was that was an interesting, it was an interesting uh, uh, approach to that. But my question the entire film was like, okay, so they come up with this, they cook up this kooky scheme to electrocute this ghost, and I thought that was fucking baller. And then, as I expressed to you guys before we started recording. It doesn't work, and then the guy who cooked up that kooky scheme, the best friend, goes back into the trope of guy who really wants to sleep with the protagonist. Um, like, yeah. I feel like they just kind of st- – like, I feel like that was a scene from, like, someone else's script <laughs> of, like, kids who don't quit. <laughs> of, like, keep trying – like, Monster Squad, but, like, R-rated. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, we're going to do something. Because my next question was, like, oh, awesome. We've established these rules that it has to interact with the uh the environment so they're gonna try to trap it right it walks and you've got like and they're they're collecting a cadre of people who can see this because even if you don't have the curse you can still see the monster as long as you had the curse at one point oh okay so the people who slept with the who got it from sleeping and then slept with somebody else they still see it so that did they try to lock it up in a room or something like that no they they, they tried they tried it once it didn't work Oh, well. Because did so let's it just, go fuck some people. Did it just, what, escape the room? or No, no, they didn't lock it. It just fought back, and then they ran. It's like, there's so, so much you could have done just to trap it. Also, okay, spoiler alert. Uh, fuck it. It was her dad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it was her dad when it came for her in the, uh, in the... In the pool. What? That never comes back. That never comes back. Well, you don't know the rules. <laughs> like, like I said, man... I don't mean, like, like custody rules. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, well, that's what they always like. I said, like the the thing that pisses me off is it seems like it's trying to go too deep, too deep, and it's almost. Oh, here it's the perfect example. It is the emperor's new clothes? It goes so deep. People are like, "Well, did you think it was really artsy?" They're like, "Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was really deep with the father and and the fight." And it was like her saying goodbye to her parent. And you're like, "Yeah," and you're like, "Yeah, look at me, I'm really artsy." It's like, no, it was really there was. I guess that's an idea, but they, there's no exploration to, into it, which is fine. But and maybe that's realistic. But in a movie, I just felt like, it, like I said, it, it, it. I was bored throughout the entire thing. Yeah, like when I heard what the the premise of it follows is that a a, a girl who has slept with a guy is now haunted by by something. I was like, this sounds awesome. I cannot wait to make it a double feature with teeth. Because this was going to, because <laughs> in my head it was going to be like these, you know, double feature of movies about how fucking terrifying it is to be a teenage girl. Awesome. So Teeth is one of those horror movies. It's very much like uh, uh, original Dawn of the Dead, like we were saying, where it's a horror movie. And also there's this commentary on being a girl and not understanding your body. So I was waiting for It Follows to be the, 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 
the 21st century version of, version of teeth where it's like, all right, so we understand our bodies now and we're enjoying our bodies, but people still tell us it's bad to want to have sex. So here's your punishment for it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's making physical that the, the old horror movie trope of if you have had sex, you are going to die. It's only the, the final girl has to be pure as the driven snow. So, and, and it just, it failed on, on every imaginable level mm-hmm. and stupid seashell e-reader. It <laughs> beat you over the head with the rule though that um, it, it beat you over the head with the rule that uh, every horror film has to have an inciting incident that is the sin. The, the thing about the sin is that uh, it doesn't actually have to be a sin. So mm-hmm. for instance, like the kids on Crystal Lake, yes, they fucked up and Jason Voorhees drowned. Um, but the kids who also show up aren't necessarily sinning, whatever. Um, but the sin with It Follows is so overt, like... The ritual. They, they have to do the ritual. Which I think that's what you're looking at. It's, it is a sin. They break, but it's... Uh, I, what I think it's referred to as they need to do a ritual in order to start this inciting incident, such as they need to do the ritual of fucking someone else mm-hmm. in order to get this thing to follow as in Jason they need to be irresponsible teenagers in order to get killed by Jason mm-hmm. so yeah they have to do the ritual yeah but it's still like at least in other films it's a little like for instance in The Ring the sin or the ritual is you watch the video so like oh okay we get it but they're not necessarily like you know they're not guilty of some inherent mm-hmm. yeah but the sex correlation there is so I mean it's so old and like over the top, like, I get, like, from the first five minutes, like, I fucking get it. Like, she shouldn't have had sex. Okay, I'm glad to see that Hester Prynne is writing again. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I have a feeling that we're going to get a lot of people who disagree with us, like... Bring it! Yeah. Bring it! Mm-hmm. I, we, I... I did not, like I said, uh, and here's the thing. I can, I can say something's very artistically done and, and it does a decent job at trying to, uh, emulate some of its predecessors like Halloween and I can, I, and I can understand where a person goes, is coming from when they try something. But at the end of the day, I always think that you should judge a film by if you enjoyed it. And I've never been so bored during a horror film in my entire life. It was incredibly disappointing. Let's talk about The Conjuring then. Okay. Conjuring's amazing. Conjuring is fucking amazing. Yes. Conjuring is amazing. Uh, uh, Your Next is amazing. Yes. yes. And thank you, Billy and Angela, for uh, for showing us The Purge 2. Yes. Which was actually really good. Um, so to finish off, what film is out there that you have not seen that you would like to see? The, the horror film that you are looking forward to, be it in, in box office or in... Uh, uh, box office or, or, or just on your Netflix queue. Um, I think it's called like the scout's guide to surviving yes. the zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. just because in the red band, t- uh, trailer, uh, that zombie has the best breast I've seen in a long time mm-hmm. on zombies. Yeah. Thank you for the on zombies. Uh, oh, no, 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 your, your breasts are great, but they're not. <laughs> Thank zombies. you. I'm glad this is recorded for posterity. <laughs> Uh, for me, because you guys have already seen it, Cooties. I want to eventually get watched Very it good. on Netflix. Cooties yeah. is good. Well, it's fun. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, why oh, yeah. are you doing I mean, you're, you're going to find yourself yelling at the TV of like, why are you leaving a door open? <laughs> but the humor is like, just mm-hmm. the guy who plays the Dwight's, Dwight, Dwight from The Office, whatever his name is, he's fucking just, he <laughs> sells that role. He, he He's like, oh, I'm a douchebag. Uh, I'm a douche gym teacher. Gym teacher. I got this. Yep. It's great. Um, there's a movie on my, I think it's my Netflix account that's called, uh, uh, Beneath. And it's a film that's supposedly like The Thing, 
where it's a bunch of people trapped on a submarine that has lost power and people start and there may or may not be some sort of alien or supernatural is, entity. Is that it's an old film? I don't know. No, I don't believe it. I think it's actually fairly okay. New. Because yeah. there was one similar where they find an old Russian. Uh, like submarine that mm. had an old genetic experiment that started transforming. Oh, I people. think that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So part of me is like, is that, wait, is that an episode of like the X Files? <laughs> yeah, no, that know. is the X Files because they start becoming dehydrated uh, in that in that episode. But that wasn't a submarine. That was they were stuck in the middle of boat. like on a boat. Yeah, yeah. and it survived. Uh, and they not not dehydrated. Yeah, and it started, yeah. They becoming they began aging. Oh, that's right. And yeah. the only way to survive is they ended up like making, like breaking a snow globe and yep. getting like tuna water and saying, this is the only water mm-hmm. we have. Yeah. It was yet again another episode where they discover fuck all and then almost die and then get rescued after the, after. The and then they don't do shit about it. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It was like that glowing bugs fucking episode. That, oh, yeah. Yeah. The bugs that stay away from light. Lumberjack. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. They, they were neutralized by light. The only thing. So. They realized, like, when the guy put his hand in the shadow that he was covered in bugs and he freaked out. And they're like, no, 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 no. We are already covered in bugs that we just can't see. And the light neutralizes them. Yeah, well, whatever. They made a break for it and they should have died. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah, they were saved in the end. Yeah, but bullshit. Yeah. But, yeah, it just pisses me off because, like, well, fuck. Congratulations. You did nothing with my hour. (laughs) Um, uh, So, yeah, I'm going to say the hidden. Or beneath, excuse me. Beneath. Mm -hmm. Um, mine is, uh, it's been in our Netflix queue for, I swear to God, two years. I'm going to make Billy watch it this week, or I'm going to watch it. Uh, American Mary. And it's a, uh, a disillusioned med student. Uh, I'm pretty sure she becomes a serial killer. Because she's like trying to pay her med school bills. So she gets into plastic surgery and then decides to, uh, hey, I've got them under the knife anyway. Let's see how crazy it can get. Hmm. That sounds actually pretty baller. Yeah. 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 Maybe. I don't know. I'll watch it without you. I know you will. Mm-hmm. And the moment you turn it on, I'll actually like put down my gamer control and say, what's going on? And <laughs> yeah. watch it and love it. Yeah. Which we do with every docu- – like, that's how Angela gets me to watch documentaries. Like, hey, do you want to see this documentary about you know the water in Sudan? And Sudan? I'm like, nah, it sounds boring. And then she'll watch it. And then by the end, I'm like, oh, my God, it's beautiful. <laughs> I'm much more enlightened now because of her. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, world. There you go. Well, thank you very much for listening. I guess uh, – uh, let's leave our uh, our listeners with uh, with a question for the forum. Uh, I would say um, for how because it is it is Halloween. Um, Can you provide us a picture of your Halloween costume? Ooh, nice. I like yeah! This. Post your favorite Halloween costume, and we'll judge you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And we'll, we'll post ours. Yeah, we'll yep. post ours. And our rating will be how many clowns we can fit inside you. Worst, yeah. <laughs> Unless we really don't like it, and then you're just a girl peeing into <laughs> uh, I also want to throw out there, this is not a question, but I want to plug this in as many places as possible. Uh, current bundle of holding, which is where you pay a price and you get a whole bunch of RPGs at once. Uh, it's like the Humble Bundle, but for tabletop games. Um, they revived the original Bundle of Nerves, their horror games, and right now it is the only place where you can buy Final Girl. Oh, which holy is, shit, you can? Yes. Yep. You have to go through. If they if they allowed gifting, I would gift a copy of this game to everybody on the planet because we, you know, everyone here at Fanable loves Final Girl. Yeah. Um, but if you go to bundleofholding.com, go to the Bundle of Nerves, it's up through November 1st. So if you want to get Final Girl because you've heard our games and love them because we're amazing, act now. 
Oh my God. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, so PSA rather than a question. No, that's fantastic. So yeah. Uh, post your, post your, um, your, your costumes. Yes. Yeah, post your dick pic. Yes. Uh, your costumes. And I guess a question will be, um, if, uh, for Fandible, um, if we were going to, uh, invite one of, uh, classic monster to be a guest podcaster, who would it be? And, what game would they demand that we play with them? <laughs> so on behalf of the human centipede that is myself, Jesus, Billy, and Angela. Uh, and the spirit of Daniel. And the spirit of Daniel. Hola! <laughs> <laughs> then uh, thank you very much for listening. This is Fandible.com, live role-playing podcast, geeky topics roundtable. Happy Halloween.